This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. This one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. Oh. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. Houston ducks under. Got it. Creates and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. Yankees win! Yankees win! All right. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? What's happening? I am your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to, or maybe watching, episode 343 of bd4 welcome to the podcast welcome to bd4 where there is no better way to get your yankees and Knicks analysis again i am your host rj and we also do mma now too forgot to add that in there um yeah we do Knicks every series sorry i'm all over the place we do the yankees every series uh the Knicks every game and mma on the weekends it's been a bit since we did some UFC, but we'll get back to it during the next big pay-per-view event. Although there's a London a London card. Maybe we'll talk about this one coming up this weekend. Welcome to the show. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe. You can find BD4 on many platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review we are currently a five-star podcast and would like to keep that going you can also listen to or watch us on spotify you can listen to us on google podcasts anchor soundcloud stitcher breaker overcast castro many other listening platforms and again if you want to watch the podcast you can also watch it on youtube for the video format and subscribe to us on YouTube, like the video if you want to. And share these podcast episodes with your friends on social media. Download the podcast episodes. But if you do share it on social media, also while you're there, give me a follow. I'm on Facebook, RJ Carbone, that's r.j.carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at the handle at Rob J. Carbone. At Rob J. Carbone. So welcome to the show. Now, as you can see by the title of this episode, we're gonna talk it we're gonna split it up. Talk a little bit of Yanks, talk a little bit of the Knicks. Um but before we do I also want to make sure you um know that I have a blog. I write for a sports network. They're called ultimatesportsnetworks.com. So if you go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and you put into the search bar on that webpage the Bomber Bocker blog, that's my page. You'll find my blog. And be sure to subscribe to my blog, the Bomber Bocker blog. And when you do, be sure to use code 6A2841ERJC. 6A2841ERJC. This way, you get 
access to every article, full articles. You get a discount on merch, and you get a discount overall, just $7.99 a month. The Bomberbacher blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com. With that all out of the way, again, welcome to the show. I am glad you're here. Let's talk. We got some Yankees to discuss. We're going to talk about this most recent Luke Voigt trade. Run over it real quick. Then we'll briefly discuss the Knicks. Because I'm not going to get too deep into the Knicks. I just don't have the energy for them lately. I don't know. I think some of it's that they're winning. So it's kind of hard to you know really vent. Some of it has to do with baseball being back. So I'm trying to focus more on the Yankees now. And I'm really excited. But don't worry. We're going to be back in full force with the Knicks soon. I just, I'm taking like a, you know, I, I missed the last two recaps in the podcast here. And, um, this one's going to be a little bit brief, but I'll get the energy back. Don't worry. We got, you know, 13, 12, something like that games remaining. We'll be good to go soon. So let's get to our first break. When we get back, we'll get to the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. Start up with that. Then we'll head into this Luke Voigt trade. We'll talk about it. Had to break. Get back, talk about the Knicks. And we'll wrap it up. Alright? So stay with us. We'll be right back. show you are watching or maybe listening to bd4 episode 343 i'm your host rj carbone so let's get to it let's start this thing up warm up our brains with the nyy nyk mma question of the day which is going to be a nicks question tonight So, pretty straightforward for this one. Hopefully I haven't asked you this one before. I have a feeling I did, but who cares. Um, for episode 343, <coughs> excuse me, our NYYNYK MMA question of the day is, 
What number did David Lee wear with the Knicks? Pretty straightforward. What number did David Lee wear with the Knicks? Once again, guys, let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get it correct, I'll give you a shout-out. If you get it incorrect, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what it is in the next episode. With that said, let's talk about this recent Yankees move that they just made earlier today as I speak. It is March 18th on a Friday. As you are listening, it should be March 19th, Saturday. Alright, so... (coughs) Excuse me. Luke Voigt. Obviously, earlier today, it was announced that the Yankees officially moved on from him. That was expected. You kind of saw the writing on the wall with the Rizzo deal last year. Right? This year it became official, bringing him back. Obviously, that means he became an expendable in this overcrowded infield, which, you know, we might need this step soon this year with the injuries and the age. I don't know. But, yeah, listen, (laughs) I... I'll get to my my take on the trade, I guess, a little later. Um, First, you know, Luke was great. I love Luke Voigt. Uh, I liked his drive. He was always hungry. He wanted to be in New York. He had an edge to him, right? He liked those kinds of players. He was a bit of a hothead, and you need that sometimes. I remember going to the playoff game, the wild card game, against Oakland. I was at that game where he hit that ball against the wall, and it ended up being a triple. Or it wasn't, a, you know, I think it was officially ruled an extended double or whatever. But yeah, I was at that game. A lot of good memories with Luke. I remember when he first came up from St. Louis in the trade for Shreve. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but Luke Voigt with the Yankees overall, he had 281 games known for his power and his plate discipline. He batted overall 271 with a 362 on base, a 520 slugging equaling out to be an 883 OPS as a Yankee. Pretty robust. Um, He had 14 home runs and 15 walks in his 39 games in 2018 when coming midseason from the uh, the Cardinals. 21 home runs and 71 walks in 118 games in 2019 in his first full season here. Had 22 home runs and 17 walks in the uh, the 56 games in the 2020 shortened season. Um, and then obviously last year, in 68 games, he had 11 homers, 21 walks. So again, power and a keen eye at the plate. We traded him for Justin Lang. So it was a straight-up deal. Yankees send Voigt to San Diego. The Padres send us Justin Lang, who is a 20-year-old kid. Um, he's a developmental rookie ball pitcher. All right, he's six four, two hundred twenty pounds. Um, he has added some muscle, from what I read. Let's see if I can pull his page up here. Yeah, so Justin Lang um, was a former infielder when initially committed to Dallas Baptist, but he made the transition after he saw a big velocity uptick in his senior year of high school. And then fast forward to his 
first season in pro ball with the, the Padres last year in the Arizona Complex League. At age 19 last season, he debuted, and he had nine starts, was 0-3, had a 695 ERA, 22 innings pitched, 29 strikeouts, 15 walks, 4 hit batters, 7 wild pitchers, uh, pitches, and 1 home run allowed. So there's a lot of good in there, and there's a lot of bad in there, right? You like the Ks, you like that he keeps the home runs down, you don't like the lack of control, command... And obviously the, the win-loss and the ERA in particular ain't too hot. Um, his best start in the minors last year did come against the Royals affiliate when he won four innings, no runs, seven strikeouts. Uh, but yeah, this is a kid who signed with the Padres for $2 million after the 2020 draft where he was picked in the first round, number 34 overall. Um... You know, I was reading about him, trying to do a little bit of scouting, and from what I read, this kid, Justin Lang, is the, I think MLB Pipeline has him number eight in the Padres system. Depends on where you look, because I know Baseball America had him at 16. But I was on MLB Pipeline. He's number eight. He's also the top right-handed pitching prospect in their system, and the second best pitching prospect overall he was in San Diego. Known for his power. He's a powerful righty. The Yankees like those power righties, right? We know they do. They have a lot of them in their system already. Um, So he's got the high velo upside. Routinely sits in the mid to high 90s. He can touch the triple digits with the fastball. Um, And the fastball also has a bit of run and sink to it. It's graded. I was looking at the, the 2080 scale. Fastball's a 65. So I believe that's a plus plus pitch. Um, it's got a bit of a low arm slot delivery, which, you know, is kind of unorthodox. There's some concern there, but the scouts like him. They say he's got a big time ceiling. They say, you know, again, he's 20 years old, so he is a ways away from the big leagues. He's still a very raw project prospect. And, you know, his biggest issues, as we've just discussed, um, control and command. And that's normal for a kid who can't even buy a drink legally yet, right? That's completely normal. Uh, but he also has to, you know, refine his slider and his changeup a bit more, too. His slider is more of a power slider. It's probably his second best pitch, but it's still very inconsistent. And the changeup, he does not throw that often. So his ETA is 2024. I just wish, again, I just wish Cashman could have gotten a little more. You know, with with trading uh, Luke Voigt. Not that, again, not that Lang is bad. Not that this kid can't be great. Maybe he can be. Maybe he develops into a solid number two, number three, right? You never know. But we need help right now. We needed major league ready talent. You'd think that with Voigt, I know he had health concerns. He's 31 years old defensively challenged but you'd think with Voight you know you could have netted something you know as he's going to the to the National League as most likely a DH right he won't have to worry about defense over there and DHing could also help him stay healthy so this was definitely not what I envisioned when we traded Voight this morning 
I was hoping, I always thought that the Yankees could have gotten somebody a little further along. You know? Nothing incredible, but, I mean, it just, it kind of threw me off. Like, is his stock really that low? Honestly, I would not have hated if this was the case. And it is the case. (laughs) I would have not hated holding on to Luke a little bit longer, have him righty-lefty platoon with Rizzo, rebuild his value, and then maybe get packaged if this was going to be the return. Honestly, wouldn't have minded that. But it is what it is. You know, maybe this Justin Lyon kid gets uh, gets flipped and a deal coming up soon. Because you can't think the Yankees are done, right? You have to think that Torres, maybe even Andujar, who I completely forgot about until my buddy Greg from YCP texted me about Andujar. Um, maybe he gets moved. Maybe Aaron Hicks gets moved in a deal for Brian Reynolds, I think, in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I don't think the Yankees are done yet. I'm still thinking they're going to try to make one more move. Because they do have, I think it's 39 on the on the 40 right now. So you're still hearing rumblings about those two Oakland pitchers, Manaya and Frankie Montas. I would like f- for, uh, Frankie Montas. Is it Montas? Montas? But I was looking at his film, looking at the numbers. He's a little more promising to me. Seems like Oakland's obviously trying to blow it up. So, if you're cashing, you got to be aggressive the rest of the way here. But, yeah, we say goodbye to Luke Voigt. Thank you, Luke. It was nice. It was fun while it lasted. And um, moving on to uh, the Justin Lang era or the Anthony Rizzo era for now. You know, we talked about Rizzo in 342. So, if you have not yet checked out episode 342, we get more into detail about the Rizzo deal in the last episode. Go check that one out. All right, so that's it as far as the Yanks go. Uh, oh, they also played today. They played their first spring training game. I watched some of it. I saw the start of it. Connor uh, Falefa um, got his first hit. In his first at-bat, he doubled. So, I think he went two for three overall. So, that was cool to see. Anthony Volpe played some shortstop later in the game. Also nice to see. Hopefully he's ready sooner rather than later. But I'm still thinking it's probably going to be 2023. But we'll see. So let's head to break. Get back. And again, I'm not even going to go too deep into this next game. I, I just I don't have the energy. I know, I know they won. Nice. <sighs> just, I don't have, It's At this point in the season, it's like, I can't get that excited for them. So... <laughs> We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey, guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, 
be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Oh, the wonderful Knicks. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to episode 343 of BD4. So, the Knicks played tonight, not too long ago. Let's get to it. One second. They beat the Wizards. Washington Wizards came to town at the Garden. Second of a home series. And the Knicks win 197. Uh, Before the game, I do want to give my uh, thank you to Kenny Payne. You know, he had his uh, press conference, his introductory press conference, because he took the uh, the head coaching job at Louisville. So congrats to him. That's awesome. Kenny Payne was, you know, a big part of last season's team. Uh, The success this year obviously did a great job too, but wasn't the same story on the court, but Kenny Payne had a lot to do with um, players and uh, having a good camaraderie with each other. And he was known as the player whisperer. So he took the Louisville job. Uh, Quinton Grimes returned tonight to the Knicks. Five points, six boards, two steals. I liked what I saw, though. And the Knicks, again, they pick up the victory. They beat uh, Charlie the Unicorn and his Wizards. Charlie the Unicorn had a week 18 and 11. Nothing nothing fun. So he takes another L, and the Knicks win. The Knicks won this game shooting 34%. Shot <laughs> 9% less than Washington, and they won this game. Mitchell Robinson was phenomenal. 15 points, 12 rebounds. Did a nice job on uh, Charlie the Unicorn. He who shall not be named, whoever you want to call him. Uh, and Breen said it tonight. I talk about it all the time. You probably notice it all the time. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's hustle is off the charts. This guy is always busting his ass. On the glass, 
running back on the other end, it's very noticeable. And the man wants his bag. And I think the Knicks are going to have to pay in that bag. Now, do they let him become a free agent and then risk losing him? Or do they do it before these, uh, you know, before the season ends? I don't know, but it's it's a big risk. And obviously with Mitch playing as, as he is and, and his, him being in a contract year, we're seeing Sims get some more minutes, and that's not a coincidence. And this dude can leap. He continues to show that athleticism. He's got a spring in his step, man. Ten rebounds versus New Jersey the other night. He had seven rebounds after that. Tonight he goes out there, plays just 14 and a half minutes, six more rebounds. He can jump. And he's also getting better defensively. You're seeing how... Remember earlier, I was talking about how one of the things that Sims struggles with is his defensive positioning. That's kind of improved these last couple of nights. You're seeing him kind of learn the flow of the game and learn where to be at the right time and all that stuff. So I like the way he's playing. And um, I was talking to uh, Jay Ellis, Jay Ellis of the Nick of Time show. And he makes a great comparison when he talks about Sims. You know how I've compared him to... Jared Allen before, and that's a decent comparison. Jails has called him like a Nerlens Noel 2.0, and I like that a lot. He's got even more athleticism. He can rebound, which Noel can, and he's probably got better hands, although we don't see Sims with the ball a ton. But he's he's got that similar type of play. I really like the Noel 2.0 comparisons, and obviously he's taking, you know, not a, you know, it's not like he's officially taking this spot, but he is. The back, he's become the backup big. The Noel injury may have been a blessing in disguise. Or should I say injuries? Whatever he's... It's something every day. But I think the main thing is uh, plantar fasciitis. But um, yeah, Sims has taken that backup big role. He's getting more minutes down the stretch here. And he's really, really taking advantage of it. And I've been advocating for this for so long. And people were giving me shit. They were saying, oh, he's not ready. He's got to go to the G League and develop. And I'm tired of that. If you're a team like the Knicks, and you're most likely not going to make the play-in, and you need a spark, and you got a, you know, a team that's trying to play their young players, throw them out there. Let them make mistakes. We have to stop putting, you know, treating these players with kid gloves. Let them make mistakes. Mistakes are good. Let him struggle. Struggles are great. And I'm sure he'll run into some struggles. But he's playing very well right now. He's defending. He's rebounding. The scoring's never going to be great. But I'm sure it'll come around. Okay, I know he didn't score tonight. I know he, you know, doesn't score a lot anytime. But I, I think he's, I think he's been very fun to watch. The kid has leaps. R.J. Barrett tonight. We'll run through him real quick. He had 18 points, six rebounds, three assists, but he shot just six for 22. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know when it's gonna happen. But I keep saying the efficiency for R.J. The efficiency. It's got to start improving at some point. Because it's rough. It can be rough. I mean... I know he's young. And I, I do think he's got... You know, I'm, I'm high on him again. I think he's got the all-star... Perennial all-star upside. And I think next season... It could be as early as next year. Depending on how good the Knicks do. But... That last step is to increase... Increase that efficiency. You know, these 6 or 22 games, it's hard to watch sometimes. Um, 
he's got the best and worst touch at the rim. It's it's crazy. Sometimes he looks so good. Other times you can see why that lack of left that lack of athleticism hurts him. Because when he's facing those taller defenders, like tonight, for example, he has trouble finishing over them. He has to go to that hook shot or that floater off balanced, and it doesn't even come close at times. But then there are times where he's driving relentlessly, finishing in traffic, left hand, and he looks great. Or he's going right with the offhand. And I think a lot of the efficiency also has to do with the jumper. Now, the three-point shot is always going to be what it is, I feel like, with RJ. That's never going to be a great part of his game. It'll always be a decent part of his game. He shoots about 35%, give or take. But I think if he starts taking that mid-range more and putting in work, you know, he likes that jumper right around the nail. I think that could be his bread and butter. Work out, work off of that. You know, base your game predicated off of that mid-range jumper. And, you know, I think that'll add a lot more to your offense. And it'll get him going. So I think the mid-range can be his bread and butter. You know, start taking a little more. He's taking, he'll take two or three every other game or so. But I think if he makes it more of a go-to, and he practices that over the summer, and he becomes an above-average mid-range guy, there's your 20-25 points tonight. Instead of talking about 18-20, to maybe you got a guy who's hitting 20-25, to because he's even starting to hit the free throws now. right? And we always talk about how free throws can be an indicator for how good of a shooter you can be. Well, he was 5-for-6 tonight, and in his last nine games, which is the month of March... He's 82% from the stripe, 51 of 62. So he's starting to, he's getting to the line more and more. That's always been part of his game, but now he's starting to hit the free throws. And tonight, I also thought he played pretty good defense. So despite the struggles, it's good that he's still finding his way to score. Um, you just, he's, the efficiency has got to start improving. Uh, but I loved, I, I loved that lineup with him. Grimes, I think it was IQ, Obi, and Sims maybe in the second quarter. They were running the break together. IQ was the catalyst. and RJ, I feel like, could have gotten a little more touches there. Fournier not putting his head up and looking for him uh, a few times, even in the third quarter. But overall, again, for, for a poor effort, for, not effort, but for a poor performance, it's still a decent feeling to see RJ walk away from this game 18-6-3. You know, that shows uh, development. Speaking of quickly, I thought he played great point guard tonight. He was on the ball a lot, did a lot of dribbling, but he was uh, effective with it. He was running circles around the defense, in and out of screens, and he was facilitating, and he's been facilitating for a bit now. He was getting into the lane with ease, and he's been doing that a lot. He's getting to the foul line a lot more now. You know, it used to just be that bullshit move that they took away. But now he's finding other ways to get to the line. He's being crafty with it. Um, he's been shooting much better recently. Tonight, he shoots 9 for 9 from the free throw stripe. Goes for 15 points on 3 of 7 shooting overall. 5 assists to 1 turnover. And he had 4 more rebounds too. Um, just trying to run through some things here. Julius, tonight he had 18, 17, and 4. He shot 6 for 22. He was 0 for 9 in the second half of this game. 
Um, he's got to stop settling for the threes. You know, it's the same stuff. You'll see him push the pace occasionally, but he always reverts back to himself. Um, it's so frustrating to watch, too. To watch him take the ball up court and slow it down significantly when you've got R.J. Barrett right next to him. Then R.J. gets it at the top of the half court. He'll throw it right back to Julius in the pinch post. And Julius is posting up and slowing the game down. It's I just it's like RJ gets these games and he's been getting a lot recently where he's getting more touches. But lately, lately, it's like Randall's starting to, you know, take that ego hit and he wants his touches again. Um, but hey, he did have 17 rebounds. They were huge. So credit to him for contributing elsewhere. And the Knicks overall, I think were sixty to thirty-eight to Washington on the boards. So um, and then last but not least here, Fournier. Looks like he's turned a corner. He's been playing well for a while now. Gotta give him credit. Still not the biggest fan of him. Uh, I think a lot of the time his defense is so bad that it'll kind of neutralize even his best offensive showings. But I do give him credit for hitting his shots. That's why we got him. He's coming up on the franchise record for three-pointers made. Um, and you know, it seems like we're getting him involved in these motion actions a lot more recently. You know, where he's shooting after a lot of off-ball movement. And, you know, obviously, again, for the Knicks, that is key. This is a team that doesn't run a lot in the half court off the ball. Well, we're getting some Fournier actions, and it's been paying off for him and the offense as a unit. So, good game tonight. It's nice to win. It's nice to see some good contributions from the kids. Hopefully, Sims gets more than 14 minutes next game. Hopefully, Grimes works his way back to getting those 25 to 30-minute efforts. Um... But I like the way we played overall. I'm not looking at the play-in. You can. I'm just wanting to see the kids play well. And tonight I thought, again, Mitch um, looked great. I I think Grimes, in his limited minutes, I think he played 17, looked pretty good. I thought RJ, again, he struggled from the field, yes. But again, at the end of the day, I do want to take the positive from it. 18-6-3. And quickly, playing great point guard for a guy who gets a lot of criticism for his, you know, point guard play. He's more of a combo guard, this and that. I would agree, but it's nice to see him get these on-ball reps, and I think it's important that he gets more on-ball reps IQ down the stretch here, because why not? What's the hurt, right? So, that's it. We're going to head to our final break, get back, and wrap it up with RJ's Parlay. To conclude episode 343, stay with us. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code. 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841. E-R-J-C, $7.99 a month.
A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code 6A2841 E R J C. 6A2841 E R J C. Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab, searching the Bomber Bocker blog. And there you have it. RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's big parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night. Because that's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. Tonight's big parlay. Did one during this, uh, for this Knicks-Wizards game, actually. We had a plus 236 nine-pick parlay. Um, and as you could see, I did a lot uh, like individual stats for this one. I like I like the alternate ones because you get to choose. It's a wide variety. If you're not sure about the official over-under, you can do your own. Take some of the oh, fun away, I guess, the thrill. 
but it is fun. It is, you know, money's money. I want my money. Uh, tonight I had RJ Barrett. We'll start with him. When we're talking about alternate points, rebounds, and assists, I had Barrett the over on 14.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, and 3.5 assists. As you can see, I hit all three of those. Go to Randall. I had him the over on points, alternate points, alternate rebounds, and alternate assists. The over on 14.5 alternate points. The over on 7.5 boards. And the over on 3.5 assists. Cashed in on all three of those. And then finally, Robinson and Fournier. For Robinson, I had over 3.5 alternate rebounds. Got that. And then Fournier over alternate 1.53 points made. Got that. He had about four. I think three or four tonight. Maybe. Maybe more. He was on fire in the first half. Um... You know, I did the Barrett one because I figured the Wizards aren't that good of a defensive team. They, I don't know that they have many great wing defenders. So I'm glad that hit, even though RJ struggled. Again, he found his way to hit the over on all three of those. Randall, same thing. And um, again, nine pick parlay. Every single one of these picks cashed. So I hit and I got my return for 236 odds, plus 236. Now, they didn't get the. I looked it up to make sure I was going to go deposit my cash, and they said I got it incorrect. They said I got the Randall eight plus boards wrong. He had seventeen tonight, so I think it's a mistake. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on it, and hopefully overnight that shit changes and I get my money, or else I'm gonna be really mad that I got ripped off. Uh, but I think that's happened to me before, and it gets it gets uh, handled. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell, man. Uh, and we are not sponsored by FanDuel on this show. No, we uh, we use whatever apps we want. This is just a little fun segment that I created, uh, customized RJ's Parlay. So that's RJ's Parlay. That's this renditions of RJ's Parlay for episode 343. Guys, that's it. That is all we've got for this episode. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Thank you for tuning in to BD4. Whether if you are listening to this episode or maybe you're watching this episode on Spotify or on YouTube, um, thank you. And if you want to share this with your friends, do that. You know all that stuff. We already got that out of the way at the start of the show. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.